0: Hello and welcome to episode nine of TLGR. I am your host, Griffin.
1: And I'm Cameron. Uh notice how we did there. We changed things up because we're special like that. And That's uh, right. we're
0: Yeah. yeah you, I guess you guys didn't sure. see that one coming. Yeah.
1: Well they didn't see anything they got... coming. They're listening with their ears, Griffin.
0: Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know what? Yeah, just take them by surprise. Never never know them. never let them know your next move.
1: No, absolutely never not. Never not. Um, hopefully the audio recording is a little bit better. There's no technical difficulties this week, like last week, a certain Menominee listener has been complaining about the mic setup. So we got that changed up. Um, should be good there, but other than that, you know, it should be good technical wise. Um, so we're coming today, episode nine, as Griffin said with, uh, we're going to start off with the news. We usually do. It's very, uh, very serious day kind of thing. Very tragic day. Uh, once again, there has been a incidence of uh, gun violence in America Uh, today as breaking news as of this later afternoon. Earlier this afternoon, my bad. Um, there was a mass shooting in Nashville, Tennessee, um, at an elementary school, I believe, grades three through sixth. From, from what I'm se- from what I have seen, this marks the 129th mass shooting um, of this year, and we will be counting those up uh, going forward to pay our respects to the victims, and just to keep the issue of gun violence from being a statistic. Mostly, just talk about it every time, update it, see how bad systemic wise it like it, it is from week to week. Um, so yeah this is a very tragic story um, very it's very developing very going forward details are a little bit scarce but um, a little bit of uh, nuance in this shooting it was there's no there has been no motive released yet no manifesto and anything like that but um, what's most uh, non-normal about this case is that the mass shooting was actually conducted by a 20 or 28 year old woman this is extremely rare because um, I think I believe it's like Upwards of ninety eight or ninety nine percent of all mass shootings are conducted by men. Is that does that sound right to you, Bush? Yeah, that's. I mean, it's, I think it's over ninety
0: five at least. It's
1: it's 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 absurdly high. So, this twenty uh, eight year old woman um, has confirmed uh, she uh, went to a school and confirmed has killed three staff members and uh, three children between the ages of of, six, of uh, third and sixth grade. Um, it's, it's uh, it's very it's very tragic. Going forward, like. Uh, With this, Nashville uh, prayers out to the victims and families. Terrible thing you you absolutely never want to see happen, yet it continues to happen. as we've discussed on this show time and time again, because of the fetishization of guns and just the general apathy towards these victims' families from um, state senators and national congresspeople, too. Like, I think, is it Marsha Blackburn? Is she one of the senators from Tennessee? Does that sound right? I think so. Yeah. uh, She'll come out. I'm sure she's already made a statement, but... Then she'll go out there on the Senate floor two days from now and vote down uh, background checks or vote down any system that could have prevented the um, tragic life, loss of life today in
0: Nashville. And uh, I also will say, oh, sorry. I, I will, uh, yeah, please continue.
1: I was, I was, uh, one, last, one last thing to wrap it up. Um, the shooter is also confirmed, uh, has been killed by police. Um, so she was, um, at the time of the original report, she was the fourth victim, but has now come to light. There is. Been seven victims today, um, with the seventh being the shooter, of course. And uh, go ahead, Bush.
0: Uh, it's just an incredibly frustrating circumstance that you know that this still persists in our nation. Obviously, um, you know we're fortunate enough that you know, we and Cameron have lived through an almost active shooter situation, but uh, never to you know have been unfortunate enough to experience an exceedingly common trend of actual shootings and people you know and love dying. Uh, and it's it's just incredibly frustrating that you know, there's this narrative around, especially from the Republican Party, around protecting the children, you know, from gay people and trans people. And yet the number one cause of death in America for children is firearms, and they're actively making it easier for people to get guns. It's just incredibly frustrating.
1: Yes, ab- absolutely. Um, the same people that will come out tomorrow and grandstand and say, we need to, we need to protect these people at all costs. are the most vulnerable. They will go in and they will um, get rid of history books and they will do whatever they can to make sure that The cause of death in children um, is gun violence because guess what? The gun coders, they line their pockets so they don't, they can't say anything to stop them because bribery is legal when it comes to Congress people in this country.
0: And we'll shit on the Democratic or on the Republican party, but the Democrats will do nothing but praise the police response and then give them tanks.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Build more tank, build more cop cities. And this would clearly never happen. Um, Clearly with
0: cop city, there wouldn't have been a shooting.
1: This is also an interesting kind of thing. Um, you see, uh, obviously, people like to grandstand with their own parties and say, "Oh, a lot of the crime only happens in blue states, only happens in red states, blah blah blah." But I would say mass shootings, at least so far this year and in other years past, have been completely equal party like across state. It doesn't matter what state you're like, your state uh, no, voters, president, fucking
0: like in. jobs in every country.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, there's so you can't blame oh it's their party's fault or anything like that. No, no, it's a systemic problem. We keep, we make it exceedingly I, too easy to make. Like, to give guns to people that should not have guns.
0: The common denominator, and I wouldn't be surprised if this comes out in the shooting as well, is a clearly troubled young person or person who was on police radar and they did absolutely nothing about it. They said they were going to do something. They knew they were probably going to do something and they didn't do squat shit about it. And now people are dead.
1: No, yeah, absolutely. I, I fully expect it'll be another statistic of could have had mental health awareness was probably on some form of watch list or radar and was still completely ignored by all forces that could have actually prevented the loss of life today. I guess what it will happen again. This is not the last time. Unfortunately, I just truly wish I, I pray for the victims families. Absolutely. And I really do send like almost the deepest grievances towards Congress people too. like, this is on you. This is, you're letting this happen. You are as much of, 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 like as blame as anyone else. You have to make it as as hard as possible to for let this happen. At that point, then you can say, okay, it wasn't directly my fault. But until that happens, yeah, you you definitely get part of the blame.
0: Yeah, the the complete inaction, if not action, in making it easier on the act of the United States government, especially these state governments, is not only allowing this but perpetuating it and making it easier. Like you, I, simply doing nothing makes you complicit. And you're actively assisting in these shootings happening.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's it's insane to me too. Like, we started this show. This is, this is our ninth episode. We've done that. We've been doing this for nine weeks, just over a couple of months, and we have not had one but two different uh, episodes open with tragic news of mass shootings, and not not so much like just oh, it was somewhere in the world. No, no, they weren't very far from respectfully to us. Like one was in Mich- well, the Michigan State shooting a couple weeks ago. Um, which has already been completely forgotten in the news apparatus because people just simply have to move on to the next one so fast. And now we have this tragic loss of life with Nashville today. It's absolutely insane to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, like we started this podcast after um, our Christmas break. And since then there's been, I mean, we could have opened every single one of our episodes with 20 mass shootings.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, we could have
0: only talked yeah. about mass shootings every single episode for our entire podcast, and we might not have gotten through all of them. No, absolutely and it's not. There's been unbelievable.
1: And, and by uh, the statistic I'm pulling that from, it's um, as of the gunviolencearchive.org, um, they count every a shooting as a mass shooting as of a life, loss of life of three or more people. And that's 129. I, believe,
0: I want to add that I believe it's a loss of life of three or more people, not including the shooter.
1: Okay. So could, it, the number could be much higher. It could be, It, it, it could. it's most likely insane yeah. and higher than that. It would be because two shootings or anything like that.
0: Yeah, so like it's three or more innocents killed, and then a lot of times the shooter takes their own life or is killed by police, um, which would make it the fourth. But they're not counting that as uh, like so. Like if say I were to go shoot two people and then kill myself, that would not count as a mass shooting.
1: I actually just got a little bit more on this story too. We'll we'll do this, then we'll move on to something a little bit more lighthearted. Just, I I truly do feel the best the best form of uh, grief and the best form of Being able to not bury your head in that is more so comedy and just making sure that everyone knows that there's people for them. So that's what we're here to do. We're here to talk about the tough stuff. We're also going to be here just to try to make the world feel a little bit better with a little bit of optimism. For me in particular, Bush is very much a cynic, that's for sure.
0: You're right. I am. I'm um,
1: say. I will say that um, according to the Times, um, of 172 mass shootings in the U.S. over the last five and a half decades, just four perpetrators were female. Just four. That's actually, that, that's so weird. I, I always, I've always wondered too, like, why is that the case? Do you think it's just like, because of, obviously it's a lack of uh, mental health resources, but that should be across the gender norm. It should be across the gender board, right? If anything, I mean, accessible.
0: I mean, I, there's definitely, I would think uh, not necessarily that there's less access for men, but like the stigmatization around men seeking mental health. But I also think men fall victim to the pipeline and this kind of, you know, the, I, I talk about like the inceldom, You know, and these, like, young men that kind of get lost and don't really have that, you know, that figure in their life. And so they get lost on the 4chan forums because a lot of these people are, you know, victims of these pipelines and they're releasing manifestos. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, like, the role models that we set out for young men in our nation or, like, allowing them to fall into these pipelines. are not providing good role models for the the young men in our nation. Uh, I think contributes to that. I don't think it's the sole cause, but...
1: It doesn't help like let's say you are like this could be apply obviously applies to both men and women uh especially of the younger variety too um let's take steven crowder for an example like let's say you turn to him as an example of that role model like you said every single show is him wearing a gun holster with at least two firearms on him at all times Guess what you're talking about in, in your head
0: talking about murdering gay people like
1: exactly exactly um but yeah um So uh, we mentioned, um, how the democratic party will most likely respond, like respond like they usually do and just praise the police, praise the police, um,
0: place the uh, praise, the police response and say, we need to do something, ask for campaign donations and then do literally nothing.
1: Yep. And then speak, and I'm going to, I'm going to steal a page out of your book and and use the speaking of cops.
0: Yeah. Speaking of cops, I do have a story. Sadly, we are not going to get lightheaded here, but I am going to get angry. Um, because I am an angry motherfucker, and it's just what I do. Uh, and so here at TLGR, we are firm believers in ACAB. Uh, your interpretation of ACAB is, you know, it's your own. I personally am an assigned cop at birth guy. Uh, all cops are bastards is relevant as well. Same with all cops are bad. Uh, this man, we're going to be talking about, and I call him man loosely. I mean, disgusting waste of oxygen on this earth. Oh my god! That's, officer, that is a description. officer, officer James Carey. Uh, A Warminster Township police officer was recently sentenced to 55 years of prison after he was charged with over 100 counts of sexual assault. Uh, Officer James Carey was a DARE police officer where they would take kids, uh, vulnerable youth specifically, out into the woods, similar to a Boy Scout kind of program.
1: Oh, boy.
0: He also was about a program where he uh, would molest these children. Um, He would also frequently pull over people. Uh, teens, usually young, young children um, and would threaten them with either arrest or they could have sex with him.
1: Really? Okay. Which you is, sent me the, you sent me the link. I didn't actually read this. That's it, that is insane. So yeah, I guess yeah. your description of a lack of waste of uh, oxygen was correct.
0: I mean, you just look at his picture. He looks like a cop he's very thumb coated. Uh, <laughs> he
1: was born thumb.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, it's the levels of evil that I can't even begin to describe over a hundred counts of a sexual assault, almost exclusively against minors and not just like minors, like 60, 70 year olds, literal, actual children. Um, it's, I believe it's in Tennessee. Uh, I'm not sure entirely on that camera. If you want to look up where Warminster is for me, that would be glorious.
1: What was the name of the thing?
0: Uh, Officer James Carey.
1: James um, Carey. Let's see. Um, war minister, that would be, um, it's pulling up right now. Looks like it's, it's oh, it's Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to talk about how, you know, we need cops to protect our kids from sexual predators when the cops are the sexual predators. Uh, we we just...
1: explain, explain this to a mutual buddy uh, over winter break, um, uh, specifically driving down to, like, just hanging out or like that? And if, if anyone actually truly does believe the opposite, I, I just don't understand where that belief comes from. Cops don't stop crimes. There is very they little evidence, stop Crimes. There is very little evidence to support that that cops stop crimes. I think I've actually mentioned on the show or before not too. In fact, in fact, it's the actual the evidence actually points to the direct opposite. Over policing areas leads to more radicalization. leads to more um, tenseness, and leads to easier like standoffs. So if anything, yeah, like, it's just they're there to catch you after the fact they solve a decent amount of crimes there are still a lot that, they, that slip through the radar or they choose just not to solve regardless but it's they actually prevent a very little crime yet that's where all the funding needs to go to clearly
0: yeah they cops i mean it's, i mean i mean you think about it logically you know somebody breaks into your home looking to harm you or somebody mugs you on the street you're not gonna have time to call the police and if you do get a cop call off when they show up in two, three, five minutes, even like that's a fast response time. Uh, and this is even charitable to the police as like, yeah, I despise absolutely. the cops. I, I hate them. Yeah, and yeah absolutely. This I, And we should preface this too. When we say, you know, a cab, for the most part, there are exceptions to this. We don't mean that the cops themselves are bad people. It's uh, the position uh, of authority. It's you are actively and voluntarily upholding systemic injustices that harm the american people you have no like constitutional or legal duty to protect or serve them you are just uh, the long arm of the state's monopoly of violence class and traders. so you know when you yeah you're a class traitor so when you take off that badge you could be a great person you could spend your days helping homeless people in a soup kitchen when you put on that badge you're a pig
1: yeah absolutely my uh, my dad's friend, I, I think it's his, his buddy Blake, was when I came up with this statement. And I, 100, I 100% subscribe to it. Any form of police or like that, it's just far too much authority for one man to have. Because I let's re- say you get pulled over. It like, could, could be the middle of the day. could be the middle of the night. Who cares? If you get pulled over. They say you're speeding. What are you going to do? Disagree with them? Either, A, you were speeding. Or even if you weren't, if they say, all right, I pulled you over because you were speeding. And you were going 15 under the speed limit. You say, okay, and I'm going to take you to court with that. Every single jury on the planet is going to uh, find in favor of the cop, whether there's evidence or not, over you 1,000% of the time. It doesn't matter. They have sole authority to do whatever they want, whether that could be just writing you a ticket, that could be taking you out of your car, roughing you up a little bit. That could be killing you. Guess what? They will be protected on the back end 9.5 out of 10 times, at least. Those are the low numbers.
0: Yeah, and it's ridiculous. Like, you see so many videos of, like, these, these traffic stops, and the guy's like, you're speaking, to goes, no, I won't, he's like, don't make me put my hands on you, it's like, what, like, it's just the cops are the ones who escalate the situation 9 out of 10 times, severely escalated, you know, they'll yeah, be having absolutely. a simple, a guy flipping you off or telling you to go fuck yourself is not cause to stop him, let alone pull your gun on him, let alone harm him or hurt or kill him, you know, like, cops you, are the softest fuckers on this planet.
1: You you texted me something similar to that right before we started recording. You said just hogs in general are so soft. And that's 100% accurate. Hogs are so find, soft. People always talk about, oh, the liberal snowflakes, they get offended by everything. You will never find a more easily, uh, like, offended person than a conservative. I'd probably say conservative man. They're so easily set off the edge.
0: Yeah, that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's, those are the two kind of stories you wanted to lead off with before we jump into more of the media episode, in, including. A I was going
0: talk about, um, I was going to talk, Did you talk about Israel?
1: Oh, no, I, I, I didn't actually, I didn't do a whole lot of research into that from, from what I've seen. If you have, feel free to take over.
0: I have not done much. Um, okay. I just, uh, from what you texted me
1: mm, from, from, uh, from like the Israel story of it's, it's developing very fast. I know there was a little bit of, uh, development when I was at work basically uh prime minister benjamin netanyahu what is it what is that uh, trump's nickname for him doesn't he have like a net and bippy or something like that there's some weird right? netanyahu. Trump has, maybe it might be bippy yeah re- regardless uh Pre- prime minister ben benjamin netanyahu of, of israel was um set to do some re- judicial reforms that were heavily right-wing leaning um basically uh from what i saw it was kind of like re- resorting back to like uh almost a form of sharia law kind of like, it was like that radically right wing. So justifiably there was a lot of nationwide protests and um, they've been, uh, they've called the state police to like crack down these protests. And there's just like, Israel is like burning across the, across the country right now. And this is actually a, a unifying issue for both Palestinians and Israelites too. Like they've actually been semi like working together to make sure this doesn't happen through protests and such. So um, I know as of this afternoon, Netanyahu is set to postpone those reforms, but they are still slated to happen as far as I'm aware. And, th- and like I said, I'll, I'll do some more research for next week. I'll update with the, some facts once I get to them. But those are like the prelim- pre- preliminary ones that I saw. Sorry, words are hard.
0: Yeah, I just saw like you, te- you sent me that text. I saw that Israel was on fire. So yeah,
1: yeah. But yeah, good, good to mention that. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about what you most likely the title of this episode will probably be. Um, and we're going to talk about it um, just at length here. This last week, um, the the CEO of TikTok, a uh, famous well, I mean it's kind of famous. Like I, I barely know anyone that uses it, but this app called TikTok. Um, the CEO and I did not write down his name. Why did I not do that? That was a bad idea. But the CEO of TikTok was called before the Congressional um, Committee of Energy and Commerce to discuss uh, some questions about foreign affairs with the. Uh, Chinese Communist Party, uh, allegiances of China in general, and just data accessibility and storage, basically to make sure that their parent company, um, is it called ByteCloud or something like that? or
0: uh, ByteDance.
1: ByteDance would um, make sure they were all secure and everything like that. So, and <laughs> if anyone was paying attention, you will see that these people have clearly no money. <laughs> They're just all so stupid. The questions They're asked dumb. were were almost as bad as the Kyle Rittenhouse like judge questions. I don't know if you watched that trial, but you're not. But the judge, uh, ask, I did. Like, there was literally one moment like later on in the trial too, that the judge was like, "Oh, the the, the uh, prosecutors came up with this drone video, and it like clearly showed Kyle like pulling the like being the aggressor in like a certain situation or whatever like that." And um, he was he like zoomed down his iPad, and the judge was like, "Oh, do we know what the def- the definition of zooming in is?" Or he's like, "Does it like." make like a new picture or something like that? How do we know it's not being doctored? He's like, dude, I just zoomed in on my phone. I think this is pretty common knowledge. He's like, I've never heard of that. Nope, strike the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, regardless. And so people like this are in Congress asking the CEO of TikTok these questions. And some of them are genuinely the stupidest questions I've ever heard. The the biggest part of that I saw was uh, Representative cat cat uh, Mac.
0: Yeah, she's Kamak. the is she the here. The fat blonde lady with the "Don't Try On Me" sticker on her iPad. Yes,
1: yes, she, yes, she is. She's <laughs> I a hate her so of, much. <laughs> she's represented out of Florida. The, uh, I recognized her. I couldn't. Re- I recognized her before when I was watching the videos, like the hearing of it. I recognized her. and I can't remember why. But then I remember when we were in Grand Forks, Bush, right? We were in a break watching the speaker vote. She was the, actually the last person to nominate Kevin McCarthy, like when he actually won on the fifteenth vote. So that's why I remember her, but um, she she led the she led the 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 com- the committee's questions and oh boy were they bad um but yes yeah, as bush pointed out she had to start off she had an ipad with a don't tread on me sticker in the halls of congress so do with that as you will <laughs> i saw but, something
0: really funny about that somebody like looked up that sticker you want to guess where it was made
1: i'm going to i'm going to take a random dartboard guess and i'm going to say china am i correct you are right no way! You know what's also crazy? That iPad was also vated China. Nash,
0: it's a national security risk.
1: <laughs> Tic Tac is taking our security, now let me take my the iPad. Tic Tac's stealing her data. Let They're stealing her data. to the halls of Congress. Oh my god! But she was asking, uh, um, she was asking questions about Wi Fi, and it was like this, like this. The, a fourth grader could have a better understanding of what Wi Fi does than some of these Congress people. Cause granted they're 80,000 years old, but she's a, a relatively young person. I actually don't know how old she is, but based off. I would later in her late thirties
0: to forties. Yeah,
1: that, that's what I was probably guessing. too. She, she might even be younger than that. But regardless, she was asking like, well, if I'm on the Wi Fi, then my data is public for everyone. Everyone's going to steal it on this app. And he's like, well, there is public data that's with every app. And, you already, everyone agrees to that when they sign up. And he's like, she's like, well, I didn't. I'm like, what did you, She like, do you have the app? He was like, I think so.
0: It was just so stupid. Uh, I thought this is, I mean, it points out the glaring problem of how old and out of touch our government is. They yeah. just have no idea like how this even works. And it was so funny. Like they would ask him. I felt I, he did well. The CEO like handled himself very well. He was a deceptively charismatic guy.
1: He was, um, as Hassan said, he was CEO to part two. He was the next evolved yeah. generation of, uh, of upgraded Zuckerberg. Zuck. He was upgraded yeah. Zuckerberg. And this is a show. Uh, uh, show Z That's his name.
0: He handled himself very well, and I, I almost felt bad for him at some points. I don't because he's a CEO. He can go fuck himself. But um, yeah, absolutely. They like ask yeah. him this question, and he'd be like, "Is Tic Tac a spy?" and he would be, well, no, no, like, yes, it is. And then they just move on to the next question and cut them off. Like, it was so, like, they'd, it's so clear that they'd already, like, made a decision. They're just, like, trying to, like, manufacture consent for it. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I, I, I marked this question down, too, because it was a similar wi fi ask one. It was uh, Richard Hudson, a representative out of North Carolina, Republican as well. Um, his exact question, so does the app connect, does my data and app connect to Wi-Fi? And he said, and the CEO turns, only if it, only if the user turns on Wi-Fi, I may not understand the question. Is it that? Is that your question? It's just like does it connect yeah. to Wi-Fi?
0: Yes. It's such okay. a stupid question. And so a lot of the questions. So the, like the so the main concern for those of you who don't know stems around the fact that ByteDance, which owns TikTok, is a Chinese company, and allegedly, according to the American government, so every like. Chinese companies have to like hand over any information data and stuff like that to the CCP if they ask for it. So the concern is the Chinese government having all this data, which I, what, what data are they going to get? Not so much the data, but the, like the ability to, you know, the manipulation of thought that can come with uh, social media. TikTok, however, isn't necessarily a Chinese company. I mean, it's a publicly traded company with uh, I mean, mm. some uh, at least half its board members are American. I'd be
1: surprised uh, if they're got, not. it's,
0: yeah. be, it's got a, a decent amount of stake. Of it is owned by America, uh, and they actually had some like you know unique solutions of in order to like you know to try and like give the sentiment of data security that they were going to have it all stored with an American company on American soil.
1: That's Project uh, they,
0: Yeah, they yelled at the CEO. For reporting to the Chinese government, which he had the badass response of "I'm Singaporean."
1: <laughs> we, so thank you, no, thank you, no, racist brother, You're you're, you're Southeastern Asian. That means you're Chinese.
0: That was I've actually no uh, I, I was gonna I was gonna tell you about this day. I had one of my professors today. I walk into my class and he's talking whatever. He's so, like, "Oh yeah, I'm from Taiwan." He looks up, he goes, "Taiwan, not China. It's Taiwan." Oh my god! And then just continued his and then just continued his lecture.
1: Based, <laughs> Based professor, I guess.
0: I thought you that was do, pretty man. funny, but, but yeah, like, it's so funny that, like, they just fundamentally don't understand that every single social media harvests obscene amounts of your data. They just want the American government to have it, not the Chinese government.
1: That's absolutely, they yeah, They, actually they are
0: not part. concerned that the app takes your data. They're concerned <laughs> that China gets to have it, and they don't. If they, if China agreed to let them both have it, they probably wouldn't give a fuck.
1: Hell yeah, brother! Only only the NSA gets my data. Fuck yeah, I love the
0: Patriot Act, brother.
1: <laughs> no, what, what's going on here too? And this is def- this is a Hassan take straight out, but I 100 agree with it. What's going on here? These 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 hearings are completely like ceremonious. They're, they mean nothing. Whatever's gonna happen, what will happen? What will end up happening under this whole thing? No one will ever lose a day of TikTok on their phone. Absolutely not. What will happen is the U.S. will ban uh byte dance from operating on US soil. The very same minute, some conglomerate of tech CEOs, probably Facebook, will will dive in and say, listen, I know you're struggling right now. You're about to get bought you're about to get like forced to get out of business. However, if you sell the app to us, we'll give you like 15% as long as you take like as long as the price is like half off. Because it's just gonna be poison to me if I buy this. So then they'll still be operating through like through Instagram or through whatever, under, under the parent company of Facebook. It's just so the U.S. can get a better deal on the data and the app itself. So because like, we didn't come up with the app, but now we'll be able to own it. That's all that's happening. Here. Well, that's, we'll I mean, the
0: whole reason Nets. that this, like, hearing has started is the billions of dollars in lobbying from Meta. Like, Meta is actively lobbying the government to have TikTok banned because Reels sucks ass and it can't compete.
1: Well, okay, and let's so, not get crazy here.
0: It is. Reels is off-brand TikTok. All Reels is is reposted TikToks. Um, okay,
1: but you, you've heard my theory on why I don't have it. I it only use
0: it's reels. it's not the great filter, okay? You're it wrong. is the
1: great filter, absolutely. It's based. There's from, so I, much I based, good. I, you're I, you're just wrong. I based wrong. my decision. I based my decision not to have it, and everyone's always like, "Well, you missed the best part." No, no, I based it off of a science a science uh, premise called the great filter. It's The reason why um, it's a potential like uh, solution to the Fermi paradox of if there's aliens out there, why haven't we found them yet? We'll drop a little science knowledge on y'all former former stem regardless <laughs> so the great the great filter is an explanation of the furry paradox basically saying at a certain point life has to go through this filter and whatever makes it through can evolve and keep going but whatever it doesn't that's like the epoch of its existence and that's the reason why we haven't seen other aliens i apply this to my social media choices because i already have so many of them i don't need another one especially because half of it is just cringe dances so what i call is the camera that's not how it them. works Give me a second to explain my great filter push. I swear to God,
0: you fucking regardless, boomer.
1: Regardless, i t- I choose to take it as all of my friends or the people that I consider like will know what I want to see. Will take the time, they'll click share messages, and then click my name. That's one way of the filter working. The other way is the is the Instagram Reels aspect of it, as Bush was just destroying uh, a little bit ago. If they're good enough TikToks, they will be screen recorded. And they'll be sent to Instagram and those will be put on my feed. That's like three levels of filter. Those are the only ones I need to see. I don't need to wade through hours upon hours of shit to get one solitary piece of gold. Just need one gold. Next, another, 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 because they've already done the filtering for me. Why would I do it myself? Okay. Continue.
0: Uh, <laughs> regardless of Cameron's awful take, <laughs> um,
1: this is one of the few things.
0: So the few things that we disagree on, um, <laughs> uh instagram reels recently um so like uh, those you know like i'm sure i've heard of the tiktok creator fund where it's essentially once you reach a certain following uh you're eligible to make money off of your things mm-hmm. just like by getting views uh the, the money's pitiful like you don't make any real money off of it
1: speaking of uh, i'll actually i will actually interrupt you for one second speaking of towards the end of this i actually might do it here because i'm kind of a bastard like that so i'm gonna mark the clip right here um we actually have a sponsor for this video, so per one thousand views, we will be able to get money, and you will hear an ad from this at some point. So,
0: be prepared. We'll, we'll, we'll put it at the very end. Ignore at camera's end. flag. Um, <laughs> uh, shit, where was? Oh yeah, so it t- uh, Instagram rolled out a similar program for their Instagram Reels a while ago. You know, in an attempt to compete, uh, have since rolled it back. They no longer pay their creators on Reels. Because they're expecting their lobbying efforts to be successful in Congress and TikTok will be banned. So they won't have to pay their creators, meaning there's no competition. Basically, TikTok or Facebook is attempting to monopolize this, you know, short form content market by eliminating Mm -hmm. their only competition in TikTok. And you can see that in the way that they're not going to be paying their creators anymore. You know, that competition drives up, you know, you want to attract creators because there's another platform. So you're going to pay them. And so more competition means you're going to pay your creators the ones who are providing value for this more. And with the elimination of TikTok, they're not going to have to pay their creators anymore.
1: Mm. You know, I will say people always bring up like apps, like obviously like Uber, DoorDash, stuff like that as examples of like the gig economy. But like all influencers is, is like the gig gig economy, isn't it? Like there's still no benefits. Um, You still pick your own hours.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's close on the extent that you don't have like, you know, you're not, you don't really have benefits or like, and you get to pick your own hours to an extent. I know streamers under certain deals have to stream like X X1 hours a month. Mm. Uh, I think the difference is you're directly like reaping more of like the value you create through like subscribers, like through Twi- like streaming through Twitch, for example, you know, that $5 a month subscription goes to you, whereas you only get a chunk of ad revenue. Right, that right. The rest is going to the platform, but like, you know, to be able to, you know, have the subscribers that money goes to you tick, uh, but that's, you know, a Twitch exclusive kind of thing. Um, but yeah, for, for YouTube, I could definitely see that or like Instagram and whatnot. I could definitely see that except a lot of your money is going to come through, uh, like ad deals, sponsorships versus mm-hmm. like being paid by the company itself. For sure. For sure.
1: Um, I will say, uh, I'll actually take the, take, take a second. I know not everyone is. <laughs> As uh, bored and looking to look up things as me and Griffin are most of the time, for anyone that doesn't know what the gig economy is, it's a relatively new concept that has been around for the last I don't know, 10 years, maybe a little bit more. When, when was Uber founded? Like late 2000s? Oh, I, yeah, something like that. Regardless, with the, with the arrival of Uber and other apps, such as DoorDash, uh, Grubhub, Uber Eats, blah, 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 anything like that. Uh, this is what's considered the gig economy. Basically, you don't have a boss, you work for yourself, you use your own things, like your own car. Um, and you only pick up jobs when you want to, which um, is, if you that's what you want to do, absolutely great. You don't have to work with another person in your life. You're just doing your own thing. Do whatever makes the money on the side. The problem with the gig economy, as it is right now, is these parent companies that are making billions and billions off of the backs of these average, I don't know, teenagers, early 20s, whatever it is, is making a few extra bucks. They're extracting their surplus labor. I mean, they don't have to put anything out. They don't pay for the food. They don't pay for the, uh, they don't pay for anything, especially the problem with they don't pay their employees a salary, they don't pay their employees with benefits like health insurance or dental or anything like that. And they will not help when it comes to actual like vehicle maintenance or uh, gas money. So basically, what happens with the the gig economy is, it seems like you're being so like, so like, oh, independence, take back your workforce, like, oh, that's uh, very pro worker, blah, blah, let's do this. But you're also uh, screwing yourself because you're not going to have any health insurance. So if you get sick, there goes all of your money right there. When your car eventually breaks down after driving a couple thousand miles just for Uber Eats or whatever, you can contact Uber all you want. They're gonna be like, uh, eh, that's part of the deal. That's, that's your that's on you. You shouldn't have driven that way for so long or whatever it is. While well, they're making billions upon billions off of the backs of your own labor. So it's still it's still a, a class system, a caste system towards of of labor, with still the division of like CEO and like the upper class being above on the working class. It just is a hidden way. That's the problem with the gig economy, according but like, as, as I believe it, at least.
0: Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment.
1: Yeah, and so like, uh, I've never actually heard influencers being, like, talked about in the same vein, but, like, now that I think about it, it is a, it is a fairly similar concept of, like, you being your own uh, boss it's and stuff def- like that.
0: It's definitely not the same, but it's very comparable. Mm. Uh, I, another I was, aspect, All right, you can go ahead. I was going to segue a little bit.
1: I was also going to segue a little bit, so let's see, let's hop on your oh. segue first. You're the Paul Blair. Okay.
0: Uh, I was going to say that um that's a good one. I like what?
1: that.
0: Have you got the black. <laughs> the Paul Blair MoCop. Let's go. Um, I was going to jump on the so a lot of my friends, uh, you know, Cameron excluded, and even uh, you know our friends from home are more politically inclined, but my college friends especially, um, you know, are very apolitical. Uh, you know, they're very like I, I centrist to center right.
1: As are mine, um, I would say probably a little bit more center left, but regardless.
0: Yeah. Just, it's you know, Dean it comes County. with the state North. Yeah. I live, yeah, I mean, Northern Minnesota, North Dakota, it's, it comes with the territory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're apolitical, you know, they don't have much interest in it. And I, and I think that's the same for a lot of the younger generation, but I think that this, like the outrage, especially that you're seeing on TikToks about this TikTok hearing, I mean, it's pretty unifying. I think the only people who really want to ban TikTok are the anti-China racists, The meta stands in the boomers, like, and even the boomers don't really want to because they like it. And, like, you've seen, like, TikTok has done a lot of good for, you know, on the advertising front for smaller businesses Mm -hmm. who are able to advertise for free, like, relatively effectively. Uh, And, like, it's pretty unifying. Like, I'd be curious to see the legitimate numbers. I don't know. But I wouldn't be shocked if it's upwards of 70% of the American population wants to keep TikTok, especially the younger generation. I think pretty much all of them do.
1: I will actually push back on you. Know, I did see a statistic. I believe on, um, it was a, uh, I think it was through it was either ABC or, or uh, NBC News. They they pulled something it was from like uh, I think it was YouGov or some random survey thing. It was fairly it was fairly credible, but it was I think it was like fifty four percent would prefer a TikTok ban based off of their polling. Really, so that, that that could skew older. I assume the younger generation wants it, except for me.
0: Um, but uh,
1: that I just wanted to put that in there somewhere. I can, I can find That's, the exact. Yeah.
0: I, no, I, I hadn't done any research. I was just going off vibes. Yeah, um,
1: no, I, I was actually a little surprised too. I thought it was a fair. it was a very popular app, but it was, I think it was like 54% would prefer a national ban. 80% don't trust like China having my data or something like that. It, there were a couple of different categories, but I was like, Oh, huh, that actually kind of shocked me.
0: I mean, I, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, it's just the successful propaganda against TikTok. That's fair. Um, but I, I've seen this a lot almost, you know, my friends and even younger people is this is kind of been their uh, political awakening.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Of
0: their for the first time, they're like understanding how the lobbying works and how the U.S. government functions and how they don't necessarily give a fuck about you or what you want. They're going to do whatever the hell they want anyways.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And that this is their first like real insight. And, you know, like this is I mean, it's a pretty stupid issue to get riled up about, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: Everyone always feels like who gets to steal they... my who gets to, yeah
0: yeah who gets to steal my data. Oh no! Like I I enjoy TikTok. I'm not gonna have a bad night's sleep if they ban it. Like mm. oh, it's uh, not on my
1: phone anymore. Oh well, Flappy
0: Bird. But Flappy I, I, Bird I, Bird I that's another funny takes. It. Yeah, Flappy Bird. Justice for Flappy Bird. Um,
1: justice for Flappy Bird. 100. percent Do you remember when that got the, banned and
0: there were so many rumors
1: about why it got banned? Did we, did yeah, that was or, so like, funny.
0: Do, do you know I why I believe he. I believe he was using, like, auto-clickers on ads and stuff.
1: Oh, okay. Because I remember there was, like, some rumor about, like, he got so mad that he lost that he, like, killed a friend or something. Like, there was some random guy that killed no, his friend that's not, over it. No, or... not true. Yeah, no. I, I can imagine. Uh, so. From
0: what I understand is, like, through the headquarter, like, it had pop-up ads and he had, like, auto-clickers set up to automatically click the ads to, like, boost his revenue.
1: I mean, that's fair. Yeah. whatever. I, mean, uh, I think grind. the funny, the funniest,
0: <laughs> the funniest takes that have come out of this, I think, are the free speech violations. Like, oh, oh they're yeah. banning our That's free funny. speech by, by by banning the Tic Tac, <laughs> and it's like I don't know who needs to tell you this, man. I, your know, free speech is the best. I like it. Um, the foreign-owned social media company does not give a flying fuck about your free speech, nor do they have any obligation to uphold it. Social media isn't free speech. Like, I don't know who needs to hear this. It's the same thing as Twitter. Like social media isn't free speech. It's a corporate entity. They have every right to fucking ban you from their platform for saying shit.
1: Yeah, it's a pri- right. it's a private institution. You can't walk into an Arby's and just start, just yeah. like throwing out random slurs. They have the access yeah, to say no. Ha- yeah. Like leave 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 the restaurant. It's the same way with any like user generated app like that. You scroll to the bottom. You say yeah, I read read and understand the terms of missions. Well, somewhere in there it says we have the right to ban you. Whatever we want. We have the right to take your data. We have the right to do all of this. Guess what? You're just simply too lazy to do it. Whoever actually that's came like up with saying the idea—I assume it was some lawyer. I, yeah, whoever came up with the idea of making terms and services so long and boring that no one was going to read them is actually genius because they could slide. No, it has in. to
0: be a lawyer because that's like lawyer porn.
1: Yeah, they could slide anything in. Like, there's this—I don't know if you've ever seen. Have you ever seen like so? There's like the Flash and Arrow, like that whole universe Bush? Yeah. Yeah. So, so DC Legend of Tomorrow. There's this one like uh, pivotal like moment in one of the seasons. I think it's season 4, but I won't spoil it or really like that, where the main villain actually creates an app and he's a demon. And some like halfway through like this like thousand page like terms of services is like, "Oh, when you sign up for this app, your soul belongs to me." I 100% <laughs> expect that to be in Apple's contract right now. So, who knows if when we all die, we're all going straight to some corporate hell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Apple factory in hell. That's where your iPads are coming from.
1: Oh, yeah. A.K.A. China. China's hell.
0: China. China.
1: Speaking of Donnie, actually, um, with your with your poorly taken thing. So, obviously, he wasn't arrested last week. Um, but he has been on Which the Which is campaign. tragic,
0: by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was I also wanted a the real shocker. So bad. Who would have ever, would have I, ever seen I him wanted not the content. Arrested? I knew he wasn't going to get arrested, but I wanted the content.
1: Well, apparently there was a bomb threat at the courthouse where he was supposed to be tried, and that's why they that's like, not delayed surprising.
0: It. Yeah, but uh, he um, was he never w- going to get arrested.
1: No, no, absolutely not. He hit the campaign trail this week for his first official 2024 rally, and his exact quote was either we destroy the deep state or the deep state destroys us. So that was like the most like key takeaway ever. I'm like that's In a,
0: fucking a... Waco, of all places.
1: <laughs> Dude, why are you rallying at Texas? You already won, my Dude, guy. You
0: already won. Te- I mean, unless he's going for the primary, but... Yeah, who, who knows?
1: Um, yeah, he's just... Some of the campaign decisions are just weird on both sides. I, 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 I Waco. I pulled, this up. Yeah, I, I pulled this up while you were talking about, like, the political awakening, by the way. So, I also talked this about um, when we went back to school for spring break. Just like the generational, like what the year spans were. So I would definitely agree this is probably going to be Generation Alpha, the current generation, or the generation after Gen Z. Um, I believe this will definitely be their awakening for sure. And maybe some of the younger members of Gen Z, because Gen Z spans from 97 to 2012. So let's say you were born in 12, 11 years old. This could theoretically be like your first political memory. I mean, mine was when I was 10, so... With the re-election of Obama, but definitely with Generation Alpha, this will be their first like look into American politics because every government class, like especially public school wise, going to be like, oh, you know that TikTok app you have? Well, their CEO is being talked to by Congress people right now. Oh, let's learn about. Uh, I want to go back
0: and take AP Gov again in like four years, just with all the shit that's happened
1: since twenty twenty. There is like, <laughs> it was like, I know it was a meme during the day, but like. Whoever is truly studying for like a 20, like from like a 2018, 2025 like history test, I'm sorry, man. You're screwed. You're, you're yeah. not gonna Period nine
0: up. of AP, period nine of APUSH is about to get real difficult real fucking quick.
1: <laughs> yeah. They're going to have to make period 10 just for like pandemic stuff, like pandemic yeah. age. And I, I will say, um, so on the concept, on the topic of like social media in general, we'll uh, backtrack a little bit to talk about like the meat of the episode. I will say, uh, I have personally never um, experienced such a radicalization pipeline for sure, but it definitely oh, exists. It definitely exists on. I would say both sides, but I haven't even experienced a, more of a left wing one. I get obviously left wing, like like reels and everything like that all the time. But it's at the same time, I'm politically advantageous. I know, like, okay, I'm being propagandized, so I can like kind of ignore it. But there are definitely those that will not take the time to be like, huh. I must be seeing all of these right wing lunatic thoughts for a reason. I must be with them. I'm, I'm going to listen mindlessly and just accept whatever they say. I think that. The, yeah, I think. Go, go ahead, Bush. Go ahead.
0: I think it's like, you know, well, I mean, us are. We are definitely less vulnerable, I would say, for two reasons. Um, one, because we are, I mean, politically intelligent. Um, you know, we know our research and we're, you know, politically inclined, we we know what's going on. We can recognize when we're being propagandized. We've come to expect the uh American States propaganda. Uh I don't think a lot of people realize that like propaganda is a thing that happens. Like we learn about it in history and they're like, oh yeah, they did some propaganda. They don't yeah. realize that it's very much still a thing.
1: Like people think of propaganda as posters. Like, like, like I didn't oh, like, I didn't
0: realize look like, I didn't like understand like propaganda as a contemporary American concept until very recently.
1: Yeah, I was probably um, saying within like, the last I three just did, for
0: me. I did Yeah, I didn't think about it. I was like, oh, yeah, propaganda was just like a history term. And, like, you look at it, I'm like, oh, my God, this is propaganda.
1: Speaking of propaganda, uh, this is 100% leftist propaganda. When you're listening to this, absolutely. we're radical- this we are is radicalizing less, yeah. you
0: 100%. Yeah, this is propaganda. Everything we say, you should take – I mean, obviously, we're right. 100% you should believe what we do. Um, yeah, exactly. No, but, like, obviously, like, we're not telling you to take everything we say with a grain of salt. You should formulate your own beliefs as long as they agree with ours. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, like, it's not yeah, we're at just <laughs> yeah. we're we're just here to provide pers- our own perspective. You know, like we just like to talk about this. So yeah, obviously, you should formulate your own beliefs off of what you believe in. Uh, we mm-hmm. believe we're on the right side of things. You might believe another thing and believe you're on the right side of things. You know, it's all perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what I was, uh, I will, I will, like I
1: said, I'll talk back to the point I was uh, making. About the about like pipeline and stuff. So with algorithms um, in the social media space, with whether that be YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, anything, where a lot of people use it, obviously the algorithm is going to realize you, click, you clicked on whatever it is. There's this one video I think it was Noah Stevenson, Noah Stevens or something like that. Noah Sampson, samson Noah Sampson. Oh, I love Noah Sampson. He's uh, he's so he's just so low energy, so funny. I would 100 recommend check him out regardless but he did this like test video where he's like well is the youtube radicalization like right wing pipeline still present so he made a whole new youtube like a google account it had never been used before and so he went through like looked up i think like stephen crowder or maybe it was just ben shapiro or something like vaguely like like the very like tiptoe into the right wing sphere and within a matter of like three videos because he just like let it autoplay just click like skip next 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 all the way through within a matter of a handful of videos he was being recommended by like PragerU, um, America First, lives of TikTok, every single radical right wing like thing ever, within a matter of a few clicks. So that's it's the it speaks to the power of technology a little bit too, and the, the power of AI to be able to detect different like user preferences. And I think it's very dangerous for everyone, especially those that might not have the most um, uh, knowledge on the subject or at least education towards the dangers of using social media and being like sent down these uh, pipelines, I think it's very dangerous to be able to be sent down these things with feasibly no way to get out unless you like were to delete your entire thing and start over. But no one's going to do that. They already have their stuff set up the way they want. They're not going to go back. And I, would say I, I would also say that, like, especially Facebook, I would say it's definitely, so obviously we've discussed this, I think, in every single episode, but the two-party system both being right-wing, so it obviously has an inherent right-wing bias already. I think it's very hard to even get onto a left-wing, like, radicalization, one, even if you wanted to.
0: Yeah, I mean, everybody, because the, the closest you see to a left-wing radicalization is Radlibs just spewing unhinged, like, just, like, just distraction shit, basically. Like, oh, it's racist to be born a white person, like, stupid shit like that. Mm-hmm. That's just so, like, uh, everybody looks at that, and maybe one or two people are like, oh, yeah, you're right, and everybody else is like, shut up, idiot, like, go away it's like it's like there isn't that like because right-wing culture is so normalized that like you know like and like a lot of people i think i think a lot more people economically hold left-wing values or at least like when they if they were actually think about it and become educated on it would hold left-wing values even like conservatives i know hold relatively like Left-wing ideologies—they're just so socially conservative, and like you know, economically, the Democrats and the Republicans are the fucking same. That they'll vote exactly. conservative.
1: Neither class is like they will they both call themselves. Oh, we're the class of the working American. No, no, you're not. You're the cl- You're the. You're the party of the working class billionaires, aka the ones that don't exist. You're, the you're bourgeois. The party of, you're the party of the bourgeois. One thousand percent. Both of you are. There's no such thing as a workers' party because they have been sanctioned. They have been like sued to be kept off ballots they've been destroyed union wise in general thanks to reagan thank you our ronald reagan i will make a slight tangent uh on friday christian calls me and he's like why did you hate ronald reagan again my, my buddies worry about it i went off for at least a couple minutes just on the phone like well there was this 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 it just spewed out of me i'm sitting at work on my computer just doing this I'm like well I have, I have a minute but regardless yeah i will say Neither party represents the working class. We both, we, Me and you both know this. I think a lot of people think that. They just want to be able to pick one of them to feel less hopeless, if anything. Like, oh, I don't have one that actually represents me, but I guess this one says they will more or just yeah. this issue specifically. But I, I do agree that I think most people economically, and I, I say most because obviously the working class is like 99% of, that's why they call it the 1%. So you call it like 99% of the population. They want to keep their money. People want to keep their money. They want to as, make, make as much as possible by doing the least amount of work possible. That's just that's just the way it is. So the yeah. sense of you give them more money, you give them more actually practices and like treat them better at work, regardless. Yeah, you're gonna win. You're gonna win elections every single time.
0: Well, and that's like the thing the conservatives I think do really well is they'll run on the platform of tax cuts, yeah. and they'll just talk tax cuts. They don't tell them that the tax cuts are for the people who make, or for the corporations, or for the people who make more money, not for you. You as the everyday layman working class are not getting a tax cut for longer than maybe three months.
1: Well, that Bush, you're forgetting about trickle down economics. That it just, it's it's uh, going to work. You just gotta stop give it, it more time. You gotta give it more time, Cameron, man.
0: This is a news show, not a fantasy show. Okay, let's settle down. Oh,
1: I just it's it's gonna happen someday. I mean that's what that's When's what it gonna trickle? That...
0: <laughs> it's been fifty I, I years! Promise, I promise it'll
1: happen. I promise.
0: Nineteen eighty was a long fucking time ago. When's it gonna come down?
1: <laughs> I, uh, I know you I know you mentioned this a couple, a couple points ago. You are talking about AP tests, and I actually wrote this on my notes this week. Isn't it crazy the fact that like any part of standard public education, like especially like, where we grew up, where AP tests and anything like that, the college level classes was very normalized and very like oh like like the advanced track or whatever you want to call it. It's very normalized, but it's also the fact you take this class all year, you still have to pay a fifty dollars fee just to take the test. I, yeah, my first job, so my, my first job, I worked at McDonald's. I made ten dollars an hour. That's five hours of work just to take a test. That's actually insane. Like, can you imagine? Like, you're working like a working class, like family like that, like where you have a couple kids, but you're barely making ends meet. Mom, can I take this? Can I take this AP test? No, I, I have to. I have to buy groceries this month. I'm sorry. Because so that's another example of edu- like of priced education ruining potential uh, advancements in whatever it is. Regardless, I, I talked with my dad hey. on the way home.
0: Yeah, like that wasn't necessarily a problem, and you know, our neck of the woods, McConnaughey being a relatively wealthy suburb. Um, like I don't, I don't think there was a lot of people who would be struggling for that, but, and there are uh, support systems in place. You know, the teachers will always say, like, you know, if you're having trouble with this, let us know and we'll find you the funding. Like, don't not take the test because you can't afford it. We'll figure something mm-hmm. out. But it's such a, I mean, it's, it, it's humiliating. I mean, to ask for money in that sense, like you know, like. Like, you don't was- want to like, ex- like, you know, you don't want to feel like you're humiliating your family by, you know, going and asking for that money. And, or like, or even like, you know, if you're a kid from, I, I had friends who were from poor families who couldn't afford to take the test and, or they had to pay for it themselves because their parents couldn't. And, you know, they like, they're like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to ask my parents this cause I'm going to feel bad. Cause I know they like are struggling financially. You know, it's just like that guilt, whatever you want to call it should exist in the first place. It should just be a free exam.
1: No. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. It's, it's the concept of like, um, it, what I was going to say is it, it also harkens back to, too like, let's say you go to up to your teacher and say, I, I can't afford this. What, what, like, what are the options? You know, what's going to happen too the teacher is going to fund that themselves. Like they're, they're 50 oh, bucks out of their pocket. It's not like there's a school yeah, fund and that's, for
0: that. I mean, that was, I, we were fortunate enough to go to a high school with some fantastic teachers who, absolutely cared about their students to the extent that they would have funded it the entire class out of their own pocket if they had to mm-hmm. um sadly not all kids are that fortunate
1: it's just it's an absolute shame education wise like those pizza parties everyone always like jokes about like that you got back in high school like back in like the day of elementary school like oh if i won like the fundraiser like my class got a pizza party that was all paid for out of your teacher's pocket like yeah. no one gives that nearly enough respect like that's no. just it, and based off of like okay you're working as an elementary school teacher you probably don't have a master's your average salary is between 20 and 40,000 a year if you're lucky that's 60 at pizza. the absolute highest pizza, pizza party that's a lot of money just like to throw away basically for no reason and to come out of your own pocket with no aspect of like recuperation on the school system or anything like that that's actually it's so tragic it's just absolutely it like so heartbreaking
0: Criminal? How we underpay? That'll be a whole episode where we talk about yeah,
1: education. We, and whatnot. We will talk about education. We we'll actually have some uh, actually educated people probably in there for some guest wise. Um, did you have you seen um to shift focus have you have you seen the murder mis- like mystery uh, documentary on Netflix? I have not.
0: I mean, I followed the case, so I know the details of it, but I haven't seen the documentary yet.
1: I watched that over the weekend, like all in one day. There's only three episodes, and that was. Re- a it was really good. Netflix did a really good job with that. I will hundred percent recommend that to everyone to watch it. It was really good, really interesting. But that it just it deeply, deeply disturbed me for the fact that a this only happened a few years ago. Like he like this this whole thing like it started with his son. And like I said, yeah, both of his kids killed people. Both of his kids were very weird people. He was a weird dude. His wife was a weird was a weird person. Like the whole family, and this all stems from the fact of just ancient southern money. Like. This yep. law practice was like the biggest. In it. Like everyone knew who the Murdos were. Like, were like, oh, they were that family and that because it was generational wealth from like like a hundred years prior. They've all had the same name. They've all been lawyers. Like, that's oh That's that just gives me like the biggest like creep factor ever because old money scares me. There yep. are some really, really, really scary things that happen with old money, and it's just like Fucked it's a concept of it's a concept of power too, like. That that family was basically untouchable for the entire time of their existence until like this most recent example. Because like, oh, okay, after they get away with their one hundred and first murder, they finally got caught.
0: Well, yeah, uh, I mean that's. I mean, this is a, a slight spoiler, so skip ahead. I, it, both of his kids killed people. Mm-hmm. His his son, his one of his sons shoved like their cleaning lady down the stairs, like off a balcony, and the other one killed a girl in a boating accident, and mm-hmm. neither of them saw any repercussions for it.
1: Nope. Well, I mean. I like, yeah. I mean, the case was he was he was tried for murder of the son that did do the boat thing. But I mean, so you want to consider that there was no legal repercussion. That was just like no, the dad going nuts. But it's it's just there was this one aspect of it too. Like there was this one minor anecdote in the in the early early on in the show. It's like, oh, they got into like a minor car crash or something like that. Like they like hit a mailbox or whatever it is. So they called the cops. Like the the girlfriend called the cops, and then when the parent murder is like meet like like talk to them like why'd you call the cops? You call us first. Like that's yeah. so scary. Like they're completely above all aspects of the law. Cause like, Oh, we have a guy to handle that.
0: That's terrifying. Like when they, uh, when they, when the kid crashed the boat um, and like Alex Murdoch shows up on the scene or like they, and they tells him like, this is my dad. And they're like, do you know who his dad is? Like, they're, like nothing will ever happen to him. His dad's Alex Murdoch. Like they already knew immediately.
1: Absolutely. It's that, ugh, duh, it just gives me the heebie jeebies. Like the concept of having so much power because of just such old Southern money. No bueno. No bueno, indeed. No, no bueno. But yeah, I would 100% recommend that. Very good. I don't have a whole lot of, like, I, I usually try to do at least one recommendation per week. I don't have a whole lot of political recommendation for the week. Um, but starting next week is the ideal. Me and Griffin will both be watching uh, "9/11: The Turning Point" on Netflix. It's a five-episode miniseries about like the war on terror and like how the Congress, like the oversight, um, but kind of like leaving the CIA to do whatever they want. And we're to talk about like the war on terror in general uh, for a section for the next five episodes. We'll be watching it along. If you care to watch it along yourself too, um, that'd be kind of cool. We'll do, we'll do a little recap of every episode, and we'll talk about it um, for the next five weeks. But if you don't want to be spoiled, we'll, you can skip those sections. But yeah, we'll be starting that next week. And um, Bush, is there anything else you want to talk about this week in particular or anything more uh, social I, media? Or I think that's all I got for this week. I think that's all I got too. Um, so we can probably wrap it up here pretty quick. Uh, like I said, middle of the episode as Bush was very against it. But we actually do have a sponsor. Will we ever see any money from it? Most likely probably not. But you're going to hear a recording of me talk about um, the service that we use to record this in the first place. Um, so hear about, you'll hear about that in a few seconds, listen to it. If you want to don't, if you don't, I can't control you. I can't listen to anything like that, but, uh, regardless. Yeah. So thank Thanks for them for giving us the pennies on the dollar. They are our corporate overlords, of course. And, um, uh, yeah, I wanted to leave us off with a message too. Like, um, everyone be safe out there. Um, no matter what, uh, as hard as things might, might seem, there is always someone out there that cares about you. Um, someone that loves you regardless of any uh, circumstances that you might think are too hard to overcome. So there is someone out there that would be deeply saddened if you were to um, choose not to continue going on or to seek the help that you need. So just remember, you're never, you're never alone in anything. Whether that be your family, your friends, even I'll even extend my heart out there. Just even if you might not know me, you might not. I might never meet you, but I will always care about every human being that I ever. Ever care to know and ever care to hear about. So um, just make sure you have the, uh, make sure you, if you ever need something, look for resources and everything
0: like that. You're never alone.
1: Um, but yeah, this has been episode nine of Two Lefties Get It Right TLGR. And I've been Cameron.
0: And Cameron's not going to let me introduce the ending this time, but I got to lead it this time. As always, I'm Griffin.
1: As always, as always. Wait, wait! I will say this too. Bush: How was your week? Never, asked. you never asked me because nope. I always you know,
0: I, I, forgot, Cameron. You know, I'm not used to this. You put me on the spot. Yeah. Uh, it's been a good week. Uh, busy, you know, back from spring break, uh, getting settled back in, but it's been good. Yeah, it's how about last,
1: you? Pretty been pretty good too. It's my last week of my uh, my internships with people. My last busy week for a little bit until summer starts. But uh, yeah, been a good week regardless. We will do this every week. I will try my best.
0: At some point during the show.
1: At some point during the show, I'll ask Bush, how was your week? Well, regardless. Um, but, yeah, this has been Episode 9 of TLGR. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.